Hello there, friend! You are listening to the Unreasonably Happy Podcast, and to me, I'm Elisa Obakin. I'm a coach and an artist and a performer and a dancer and a first aid course instructor. So many things. I don't like multi passionate entrepreneur sounds strange to me. I don't know. It doesn't land right. I feel like multi-curious or that I'm just, am I just a human with lots of different interests? I don't know. I mean, feel free to reach out if you have an idea of what to call myself. I know I addressed this in one of the first episodes of this podcast that I thought I would <laughs> adopt the title of Creativity Janitor. Um, and that feels like it's kind of still on the table. Just someone who brings all the tools and is interested in multiple different things and is a curious little munchkin. However, in today's episode, to round up our Friday, no, it's, well, it's my Friday actually, but it is a Tuesday. As you well know, for to-do's it's my Tuesday to-do's-day, but it is my Friday, it's my weekend tomorrow. So that's not what I meant to say though. What I meant to say was friendship February, rounding up friendship February, we're at the end of the month. And it's been really nice to have a theme, actually. I don't know if you've noticed, but yeah, that's kind of been the red thread going through this, well, the podcast this month and also on social media and in my email newsletter, Triple Treat Thursdays that I send out every week of, yeah, our connections to others and friendships and the beautiful episode with Vicky a few episodes back, if you haven't listened to that already such a nice conversation about friendships and connections and how people-pleasing and perfectionism, which I love talking about because same, um, mess us up a bit and trip us up in our relationships when we try to be something for someone else that we're not really. And then we kind of get off on the wrong foot in trying to please someone else in a relationship, but they don't really know the real us. And then when we start showing up as that, there can be misunderstandings or the expectations are just really off if someone shows you who they are, but only partly. And then when they try to show more of themselves or you try to show more of yourself, you're not actually on the same page. Maybe you don't want the same things. And then it feels like the whole premise of the friendship has kind of been lost. Which brings me to today's topic, which is something that I do a lot. And there's a part of me that feels like I should have read this book called The Power of Strangers first by Joe Kehan? Kehohan? I don't know how this is pronounced. But Joe has written a book called The Power of Strangers, The Benefits of Connecting in a Suspicious World. So what is talked about in this book, which I first heard of from Michelle B, who is one of my favorite YouTubers who talks a lot about compassionate self-growth, personal development, and it is about connections to strangers, that there's a lot of focus, yes, on friendships and close relationships in our family, but it really, really matters how we interact with strangers in our lives. Also because anyone that you know, well, yes, I guess your family as well, but that started so early that it might feel like they were always there. Anyone who is your friend now was once a stranger, you know, and that, yes, it's obvious, but it also kind of makes sense. So, with that in mind, there's research in this book, and I was just reading through the reviews because this idea has been on my mind, and part of me wishes that I read this book before I recorded this, 
But I wanted to mention it because I find it to be so true that strangers and interactions with strangers, even tiny ones, even super, super short ones, are really valuable to me and they're really sweet and they bring me a lot of joy. And they don't have to be extravagant. They don't have to be donating a lot of money. They don't have to be... They don't have to take long. One of my favorite stranger interactions, I'm going to give you a few on this episode so you can try them out. One of my favorites is waving at bus drivers. Not every bus driver, not bus drivers are driving buses that I'm not taking, but when I get off a bus trying to catch the bus driver's eye in the mirror if I'm far back, or if I get off the bus and I walk past the bus driver, if I'm going in the direction they're driving, turning around and giving a little you know, a little wave, a little raise of my hand, be like, hi, thanks for, thanks for the drive. Like, thanks for the ride. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. It's so nice. And the trick here is that then they will drive off. There is no risk to this interaction because then they're just going to drive off and you will never see them again. And odds are that they drive, you know, this bus always and they don't really get any appreciation. They only get yelled at when the bus is late. So having someone like you to be like, hey, thanks for the ride. You know, I'm glad you were here, bus driver, because it's raining. And yeah, sure, have it as a little gratitude practice as well. But it's one of the easiest ways to start. If this feels intimidating, if it feels intimidating to go up to strangers, like I'm not suggesting that you go up to every single stranger and like strike up a conversation with them. But notice if there are moments where going up to strangers feels less intimidating, less scary, less awkward, and build from there. Build some proof in your mind that strangers are just friends you haven't met yet. And I'm cringing at myself for saying that, but you know what I mean? And you are an intelligent person, you know? You are able to see if someone's like super uncomfortable with you coming up to them. And sure, I also realize that me going up to people is usually not very intimidating. I am... I don't, I'm not a very intimidating character, but even so, I can feel like my presence is unwanted, and then I will back off. And of course, if I was looking for proof that people didn't want to talk to me, I would take those moments as proof of this is how everyone feels. I would generalize in my brain, because that's what brains do. I would generalize that now all people are bad, which is something that we can generalize, and that has been generalized in your mind, perhaps from people being mean in a situation or in a school or in a in a workplace where you're like, oh, everyone's actually horrible people here. I won't talk to anyone. And then another person who's a lovely person just like you maybe is there and is thinking the same thing. It's like, oh, well, too bad that everyone here is horrible. And this has <laughs> been a theme for me with almost everything that I've done when it comes to finding things in common. I know I mentioned this in another episode, but my choreography exam in, what, 20? It wasn't even 20. It wasn't even like 2011. It was like 2010. Yeah, 2010, 2009, where I made a choreography with two different people who were dressed in suits. And then one of them reveals like they're just kind of going through the motions and one of them reveals accidentally that they have this like sparkly shiny shimmery silver um i think one had it wrapped around their leg and one had it wrapped around their arm and shows it to the other one they're like oh i thought it was just me oh my gosh i have the same and they show their like sparkly shimmery and then like 
the connection between us when we show up as who we are and we show people who we are and it can be as small as that you know like the little cheers when you have the same chocolate as someone on the metro and you're like "Mm, me too good choice and there's a tiny moment of connection with someone i still remember interactions with people tiny interactions with people like the guy who gave me a thumbs up on my bike or the little boy who ran off with like a gigantic stick that he found in a field or you know silly people are everywhere and I want you to start believing that and the way to start believing that is (laughs) number one you can be a silly person that someone meets and this is obvious this might seem obvious but if you are waiting for strangers to smile at you You want to live in a world where strangers smile at each other and you wish someone smiled at you. Guess what the challenge is? Be the person who smiles first, you know? Be the person who gives that first little smile. If you get, if you catch someone's eye and there was this woman, (laughs) my gosh, and this makes me so emotional because I'm like, oh, people with connections everywhere. I was biking (laughs) as I always am, apparently, even though it's very strange. <laughs> I don't even love biking that much, but it's an efficient way of getting around. And now I feel bad for not saying that I love biking. It was like, I love my bike. I'm so glad it's there. I'm very grateful for my bike. And I was biking home from work and there was this woman. And my first thought, my automatic thought is this woman looks grumpy and she's loading something into her car. And it was an elderly woman. I feel like she was like about my height. She had glasses. She had like curly gray hair. And I was like, this My brain was like, that is a grumpy French old lady. There's no point in smiling at her. Guess what happened? I smiled at her. I was rewarded with the biggest freaking smile. Her whole face lit up. I think she might even have waved. (laughs) Maybe I rose my arm as well. Like, hi. You know, I might not have said hi, but I might have raised my arm. Um, And... The effect that it has on people around you that you smile at them, whether it's the cashier at the, your grocery store or it's the security guard who, you know, checks your bag or anything, everyone. How, like, just think back on a day that you were at work and someone smiled at you or gave you extra time of day or gave you a compliment for something you were wearing or pointed at, you know, I saw someone connecting over a pair of avatar socks and I'm like, oh! <gasps> You also love this thing. We have this thing in common. There are so many things that connect us. And I I claim this, and I think this is true. Put me in a room with anyone, anyone in the entire world, anyone, anywhere, from any culture, and I will find something that we have in common. Put two people together, anywhere. I will find something those two people have in common. And we don't allow ourselves to find those if we don't show up as who we are if we don't show that we're open to that if we don't approach new situations new groups of people strangers on the street you know i'm not saying go talk to every single stranger on the street i'm saying be open to the magic of human connection from somewhere i had a friend once and we met because we sat next to each other on the train (laughs) and we talked all night until 4 a.m. and someone was very annoyed because we were a bit too loud. Who would have known? And I could have just popped in my headphones or I could have been seated at another place on that train. I made a friend? I made a friend from a stranger. What? It's magic. (laughs) You know, one of my best friends 
in the world was a brand new person who came into work and I was like, oh, I don't, um, it's my first time. I was like, oh, actually, I think you might want boots because it's raining outside. Let me go get you some boots. Uh, sit down here. This person will help you. And we've been friends ever since. Because I got her boots. Because I was like, hey, I can help you with that. And be enthusiastic and interested in someone else. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a big difficult thing. It doesn't have to be something that scares you. I don't know. This could be this could be a practice challenge, whatever. If you're like, but I don't ever go to anywhere new, or I know everyone in my town, or everyone that I've ever ever tried to talk to has just been a horrible person. Try again. I can't. I. Oh gosh, life is too short. You have to try again. <laughs> so um, my idea suggestion here is just anything. It's like walking past someone in the grocery store who buys your favorite snack and you're like, oh, my favorite, I'm going to get one of those too. And then leave it. And I think this is a trick as well. Kind of like with the bus driver. I love that I'm coming back to this now. Please enjoy my analogy. Like the bus driver, there is so little risk in just a genuine, thanks for the ride, done, finished. You know? Same at the grocery store with if someone passes you uh, or like you, you reach for the same thing, very, very like meet cute. Oh, you both reached for the beans. <laughs> but something like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, <laughs> great choice. Whatever. Anything. Like, even, even like a little thumbs up or a little like, ah, me too. Or something. Wave at children. Expand on your range of connecting with other people. And assume that people wish you well. Assume that people are good people. Most people are good people. Most people are at least normal people. <laughs> and then, also, please know, if you do this, I just wanted to add this, if you do this and you don't get a response from someone or someone like looks at you strangely, that's on them. Because guess what happened? you still went out of your way to be an accommodating, sweet, nice, you know, cute human being in the world, being joyful. Maybe you're just lip syncing to a song on your Spotify and you're tapping your foot on the metro. And what if someone sees you? It's like, oh, that person looks like they're having a good time. And maybe they have a little smile and they go into their office and they're like, oh, Saw this, saw this cute person on the metro earlier. Wonder what she was listening to. That looked like it was a bop because she was having such a fun time lip syncing, or not. Like the expectation isn't that this will change someone's life, but I believe it does. I know that I feel different if someone, again, all those things that I mentioned: the woman who smiled at me, the man who gave me a thumbs up, bus drivers who, you know, smile and wave. It makes a difference. It makes a difference and adding more people like that out into the world i can i can only see that as a good thing you know and yes some of the trick to that is the detachment you know so you know i will tell you and then you will know it's not to expect something more because i know i know you can read people's signals. If someone is like demonstratively putting in their headphones and they're reading a book, do not, I repeat, do not. This is especially for men. Because I've seen this recommendation of like, yeah, signalize to this woman, like take out your earplugs. Don't do that. 
Earplugs are usually like, hey, I don't want to talk. This is my way of signalizing to the world that I'm not available to be talked to. This is, of course, gender neutral. I just, I have seen this be a thing. You're not an idiot. You know, you are a wonderful, intelligent, smart, clever, sweet person. If you're listening to this podcast, that's the kind of people I attract. So, my point being, for example, with the like, oh, I also have a Snickers, you have a Snickers, cheers, eye contact, lift, smile, and then look directly back into my book. I'm not expecting a conversation. I'm not expecting this to be my new best friend. I'm only expecting me to signalize for a moment that, hey, human connection, done, finished that's it. Like waving at people on boats and then the boat is going to leave and it's completely risk-free because you'll never see those people again. I can also recommend waving to people (laughs) on boats. Completely detached, not shouting after them, not being like, hey, this is my number and write this down. I want to be your friend. Here's a flyer. Let me send you this paper airplane with my phone number on it. Contact me. Let's be best friends forever. Uh, A weird situation. That wouldn't happen. We don't do that. We're just a moment of connection of like, hello there, people on boats. It's fun to wave at each other. (laughs) It doesn't have to be something that ends up being, you know, a big gigantic friendship. And as my trade story proved, it could be. Opening up for it is very different from insisting on it. And this was um, another conversation just to give you an example of that, of the detachment and how very different that feels, especially, especially if it is of the opposite gender or the gender that you are attracted to and you're like, I don't know if this is flirting. If it feels inappropriate, if it feels awkward, if it feels weird, of course, don't do it. But practice with people who you would consider to be your friends. You know, someone who looks like your friend, someone who will wear something you're like, oh, that's such a nice color. Even compliment people on their outfits. I love getting complimented on my outfits. I think I remember every single time someone has complimented my outfit out in the wild. There was a woman, she was like, oh my gosh, I love your dress. And I immediately, like women do, (laughs) go into, thank you. And it has pockets and I bought it at this place and it's still probably there if you want it right now. This was more than 10 years ago on a bus in Oslo. It was a blue dress with flowers on. I still have it. I still love it. I still remember that woman. And I wanted just to tell you this last little anecdote from (laughs) the grocery store, which was this guy and I was like hey is it okay I have these snacks in my bag can I go in with this bag um or do I need to like put stickers on all of them so that you know that they're not bought here even though they clearly have the brand of this other store that's right next door they will not you know you couldn't purchase these in this shop and I showed it and I was like "Mm, is this okay and he was like yeah everything's perfectly fine and then he just goes "Ah, I love your accent I was like "Mm, thank you and then he broke eye contact looked a different way and leant back in his chair and I was like Excellent. A perfect example of the detachment that made me feel completely safe. I was not in any pressurized situation to continue this conversation with this person. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I didn't feel like it was, yeah, inappropriate. It was just like, I love your accent. And then there's a tiny part of me that's offended that I even have a French accent, an accent when I speak French. (laughs) I was like, what? What do you mean? My French isn't perfect. Of course it's not perfect. Anyways, the point of that story was give someone a compliment and then back off instead of insisting and then being like, and where are you from? And getting into like sleazy mode and be like, yeah, invite me to your home country. Nah, none of that. It was lovely. So all this to say, little interactions with strangers. I meet strangers every single day, every single day. 
I meet strangers at my job and I'm assuming that people are there to have a good time. And I'm assuming, <laughs> which you can also try on as a belief, I'm assuming that they like me. I'm assuming that they're happy to see me and that I can help them and that I can make their day better or at least leave them better or more informed than they were or with more information or feeling seen, feeling supported. I genuinely go into rooms and I think everyone here is happy to see me. Everyone here is glad that I'm here. It makes a difference that I'm here. And yeah, both to your friends that are friends already and to potential new future friends. Be yourself and be honest and genuine. And don't go up to people and be like, compliment their things if you don't like their things. Compliment genuinely. If you want to go up and talk to someone, be like, hey, I just, uh, this is maybe really weird, but I just felt like I wanted to say hi. So hi, okay, bye. Like that was it. Complete, complete interaction. Leave it there. Go into detachment mode. <laughs> Strange thing to say. Um, but I think this is the trick and then leave it to them. And if they're like, actually, yeah. Or like, what made you say that? And they were like, oh, actually it was because you have this bag and I was thinking about getting this bag. And then maybe you're in a little sweet conversation with someone, right? And maybe it turns into nothing. It maybe it turns into everything. And it's so valuable. And no matter what happens, you have opened up yourself to more friendships and more connections to other humans, giving yourself proof, giving your brain proof that people are not all bad, right? People are not all bad. And I know that because you are people and you are not all bad. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that was somewhat helpful, a bit, um, you know, a bit of inspiration there for making even more connections and making making March maybe a month that you go and talk to someone or strike up a conversation with someone or compliment someone on their strange bag or say, oh my gosh, that t-shirt's from my favorite band or this is my favorite movie or even, in you know, in a shared experience of something, going into the cinema, being like, I don't know, it's like, whoop, exciting. Or like, ah, I'm looking forward to this or whatever. Keep spreading wondrous joy. You are a delight and you can do more of it on purpose if you want to. Not to be fake, not to be mean, not to be, not to be performative. But if you're someone like me and you have more joy to give and more light to spread, share it with people. Let people see you. Let people meet you. Bring out your silliness and your nonsense and be all of you so that say this turns into a friendship. Say this turns into more of a connection. You've already established something that's really true about who you are, which is you are the kind of person who can talk to someone and make them feel seen and make them feel appreciated and make them feel noticed. And the risk is low. Alrighty, that's all for February. I hope you've had a lovely month. Thank you again for listening and for being here and supporting the podcast and supporting me and supporting yourself in having a more joyful, you know, light-filled, wonderful life. I'll talk to you next week.